make some moves, man. Uh, um, recording in progress. Hold on, man. You know I gotta always start out with some music, right? Uh. See, this this is my type of shit right here, man. Are you fucking with this? None of that. Uh, yeah, none of that. Uh, you none know, that. Uh, how, how say, uh, <laughs> none of that Caucasian. The Caucasian music? Oh, I was slapping a lot of Caucasian music. <laughs> hey, and Nirvana was in it. Oh, my. Um, but you know, this guy is how I roll, right? Mm-hmm. Are you yeah, fucking with this? Fucking with this? I can. <laughs> hey. Put some respect on our fucking name. It's Erica Badu. Ba, 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 didn't you know? Thirteen and fourteen today. Baby. <laughs> We're gonna have the audience in the mist. They're gonna be like, "What the hell happened?" Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the podcast. I am Frank, aka Tank. Hey, I'm Kamal, aka Magic. And this is the Magic Think Tank podcast. And today we do have a special guest for you, ladies and gentlemen. Hell yeah. Let me get, yeah, let me get some of that. Let me get some of that now. Uh, 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 yeah, no, you, Sheree, do that shit. Yeah, do your shit. Talk your shit, Sheree. You know what I'm saying? We're all here to have fun, man. If you're not having fun, we ain't having fun. So, and we ain't gonna have that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh Cherie, ladies and gentlemen, uh so tell us a little bit about yourself and uh yeah, what you bring to the table. Ooh, I don't even know where to start. So um from the Bay Area, I like long walks in the park, you know. Okay, I like, I'm okay. just <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, time now. You said from the Bay Area. 
Let the people know. <laughs> what, what part now, of the baby um, from? <laughs> so um, I actually, I was born in Hayward. Um, okay. But I mean, San Diego raised me. I've been out here forever, for years. Um, okay. So I always say, but Bay Area is like my roots. Um, I am one of the founders of Black San Diego, which is one of the largest platforms. Look, in can San I get some, some, some gunshots, some, some <laughs> hand claps, some something for that, bro? Because <laughs> if you Black and you ain't on Black San Diego and you live in you San really Diego, black? are you really, though? Are you know, you really? Joe Biden? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So an absolute pioneer, man. So what made you you start the, the Black SD? Like what, what brought that upon? Well, so a couple of different reasons. Um, I started with my childhood friend, um, Tanisha. So we are partners and we started May 2016. So we're five years in and um, she posted one time it was like, I'm trying to make a directory of all the black owned businesses and I'm a real estate broker. So at that time I was trying to like, you know, um, build my business, yeah. but I had an idea and I said, I wanted to do a, um, a networking event for us. Um, I used to go to like all these networking events, like these real estate networking events. I would be yeah. the only one. And I used to feel so like out of place. I used to feel like I had to oversell myself mm -hmm. so i said if i feel this way i'm pretty sure other people feel this way too so i wanted to do an event so we kind of brought it together our first event had over 100 people we thought we were going to do one event and dip and not doing anything else <laughs> you thought and they were like yeah they were like you got to keep doing this so um we started whole networking events like every couple of months and we started the facebook group now we are probably gonna hit 40k by the end of this week Ooh. so what the fuck? 40k? They were like, we got 40k in 40k black people in San Diego. <laughs> bro, I ain't never seen 40,000 black people out here before. I... Yeah. yeah, me neither, bro. God. <laughs> Motherfuckers must be joining from Riverside or something. Cause... For real. <laughs> <laughs> they coming from Mexico, bro. <laughs> from the South. Yeah, no, we got, we got here 40k. So that's kind of how that, that got started. And it's really took off from there. And I think it just kind of took up a, a mind of its own. So it's kind of like where we're at, so. I don't even know how I ended up on Black San Diego to tell you the truth. <laughs> like, I think I just, I think my computer just fucking connected me to Black SD because all of a sudden I was You're just black, a part of that shit. Go. Yeah, I think I was just automatically indoctrinated and ingrained in, in Black San Diego. So right. it just, I, I when he told me that his homegirl did, I'm like, what? Like, I was yeah. amazed because I saw how many people interact on a daily basis on there and right. there's not one person that's black on my friend list that i haven't seen at least post once on black on sd so that's been amazing yeah. that you were able to kind of do that because trust me i you know i have a business myself and i understand i've been in a ton of network i'm a part of networking groups um that i attend weekly and i do feel that that kind of solo act going on right. you know what i mean everybody kind of is grouped up and you feel like it's high school and uh, yep. so that platform has definitely, you know, done great things. Now, as far as promotion of one's business, do you allow that on Black SD or like how do you, how uh, do people go with, about interacting with it? Right. So anybody is allowed in the group. You don't have to be Black to be in the group, um, but we do support Black-owned businesses. Yeah. So if you are a Black-owned business, you can go on there, you can post. Our numbers, our analytics are super crazy. We probably get a thousand posts a day. Yeah. And we have to review each post 
and um, approve it. Um, yeah, you just go on there, promote your business, state what you do, who you are, what services you provide. You have to, and the only, there's only, the only criteria is you got to be black and you got to be in San Diego. That's got it. it. Got it. So, so I did both of those. And I'm about to be up there. Yeah. Like, I, I try to stay off these. I try to stay off from promoting my business on, you know, when people make these net, these groups, because I never read the fine print of what you're supposed to do in these groups at all. I just, I never do it. Nobody so does. It's, it's pretty much a standard though throughout that you don't self-promote. So I've never used yeah. it to self-promote anything that I've done, but, I, but please believe it. Now that I have a relationship with the person that found the, the founding, the Plymouth Rock a black SD, rock. <laughs> <laughs> then please believe I'm going to be promoting up my business on there, even though yes. we're busy as hell right now. And I, I don't really, you know, want, want any other customers as, as we speak, but I want some in the future. So what brought you to San Diego from the Bay area? I mean, my mom, I mean, I was little when we came here, so I kind of didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom wanted to change. She's from San Francisco. So, um, we got here and we just never left. And so like I said, like San Diego just kind of raised me and that's kind of what San Diego came about because people will come here and be like, where are the black folks at? Mm-hmm. And being from San Diego, living in San Diego, you know where to go to get out of the black people. Yeah. Like I know where to go, where not to go. It's not like the South where you can just drive down the street and you don't see black people. So we're a transient town out here, you know, mm-hmm. the military will come out here and they're like, where are the black folks at? So that's kind of how like that all got kind of going hand in hand because I am from San Diego, kind of, but I just know where to go. Like I'm just, yeah. it's my roots. Hell yeah. yeah, go to F6, F6, Southeast, we out there. We like, <laughs> hey, you ever think about it like this though? We actually kind of have a good amount of black people out here, but we be like scattered in our own little groups though. I mean, oh, it's notice. very clickish out here. Yeah, you know, very this... clickish. If you're not in the in crowd, mm-hmm. you and they look at you funny. Yeah, but there's only one degree of separation, you know, True. between us. So it's like you know right. somebody who know that person. Even if you don't know that person, you know somebody that know them. You yeah, know I mean? right. So we're we're all think... kind of interconnected. There's a web of us in here. But yeah, you're right. We are definitely in our different pockets. I'm just mm-hmm. a dad, so I'm not in any. Click yeah. <laughs> group anymore. I just kind of live, but you in the dad um, pocket, bro. You in the click? Yeah, yeah. I'm in a dad the work pot dad work gym. Repeat. That's it. That's my whole life, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Wait a minute. I, I got a question for you, Sheree. So you be you be slanging them homes like bricks, though. All right. Yeah. What made you become a realtor? What made you get into that? Um. So actually it kind of fell in my lap, um, started about eight years ago and, um, I was a property management accountant and my boss there was like, Hey, I'm gonna start a real estate company. You should get a real estate license. And I was like, sure, I'll do it. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> so that's how I got into real estate. I never thought I was going to get into real estate. And, um, but that's just really it. And at that time, as long as you had a bachelor's degree, you could get a broker's license. So mm-hmm. I became instant broker. Yeah, so um, that's where the money at, ladies and gentlemen. If, yeah, y'all know, yeah. if you're gonna be in, in real estate, be a broker because yep. they come to you. You, you ain't gotta exactly. go to them, they come to you. They need you to sell them homes. Like, if you don't know shit about that, just know that. All yeah. right, 
Yes. So I did that for four years with my boss. And then I I decided in 2017, I was going to branch off and do my own thing. So I started my own company called Sack Realty. And it's named after me and my daughters, uh, Shri, Amaya, Kieran, Kayla. And um, I still was doing, I was still in corporate America, doing slanging houses on the side. And I, I left about a year and a half ago from corporate America. I'm doing real estate full time. I actually just added on like four new agents. So we building a, a mini, mini team right now. We just be ready to kill it. Hell I yeah. love it. That's, That's what I'm talking about. Amazing. Man, hey, 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 clap for that shit, bro. Uh-huh. Hey, clap. Like this, the, Even, the strength of our black women, you know what I'm saying? Hey, clap for that. Woo! You know what I'm saying? That's a fucking beautiful <laughs> thing. That. Hell yeah. Um, wait, wait a minute. So you talked about corporate America. Ugh, I just even hate that. It's disgusting. It's, it's a disgusting place to be. Trust me, man. Oh God, uh, the nightmares. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> you wrote an amazing blog about being a black woman in corporate America. Can you like expound on that? Ooh, expound. Oh, um, yeah, corporate America. So, um, it's really rough. Um, I was forced out of corporate America. Um, I never thought I was going to do real estate full time. It was always my vacation money. Um, the passion, the passion just wasn't there. Um, accounting, that's what I went to college for. That's what I wanted to do. Um, I had the worst boss ever. She did not like me. She made it very clear that she did not like me from, I remember I got these braids because I was going on vacation and yeah. she was like, oh my God, your braids are just so neat. I just want to touch them. Now everybody knows the black woman's hair. You don't ask about it. You don't threaten. You don't talk about it. Don't. So we're at the printer and I'm like, oh, girl, no, we good. So, um, she would just like belittle me, give me so much work. Um, I was stressed. And then um, she wrote me up for 20 different things. 20? And I have never, 20. See, Why at that point, 20 is such an odd number. No. I'm not 21. No, at that point, bro, you just got to start doing shit like drinking Hennessy and smoking weed at work. Yeah. Because it's like, fuck it, I'm going to get written up anyway. So I'm going to turn up in no. this bitch. I'm going to give you a reason <laughs> to write me up. <laughs> Because that yeah, sounds like some yeah. petty shit. The thing about corporate America is if you have the audacity to be an independent thinker, you're automatically anti to them. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's absolutely, like I said, I get it. I've been in those spaces. I've, you know, I worked most of my existence in those spaces, being only blackface in a bunch of rooms, making a lot of decisions. And they're looking at you, even though you have the right answer, they're still like, eh, yeah, I'm still, sure. you're still a nigga. Yeah. 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 Ain't no way you know that. You don't know that. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, you're not you're not smart enough to know that. Yeah. yeah. No. That's exactly how it was. And I was constantly fighting. And um mm-hmm. I actually got most of my my uh, write-up um away because I went to HR and I wrote like a about a five page rebuttal. Um very corporate professional and mm-hmm. I had evidence that what I was doing, what she wrote me up for, everybody else was going to. So I was like, please look at page one, exhibit A. <laughs> So-and-so said the same thing. So they um, wiped most of it off. HR was trying to step in, 
Um, it didn't work. And I think she belittled me in, in a meeting one time with other coworkers. And I remember going to lunch and I told my husband, I think I'm done here. Went, came back, wrote a letter, walked into HR. He was like, you're leaving? I said, yeah, I'm done here. I've had enough. And I walked out. And the scariest thing ever. Yes, um, girl. Yes, yeah. girl. I know. <laughs> like, I know, what am queen. I going to do? Yeah, like, I think we, <laughs> we hold on to that paycheck, that, that direct do. deposit. Yeah. Like, it's it. guaranteed. That, that, yeah. that, that two weeks, you know, of, of slave money that we get. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We, we hold on to that too tightly. I mean, it's very scary, especially when you've been in a space for a long time, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, but how it was a scary feeling. But at that very moment, tell me how good that fucking feels to walk uh, out of that place for the last I, fucking time. It felt good. I felt um, empowered. Last mm-hmm. year, my word was em- empowered. And yeah. I had a lot of empowering moments. And that was definitely... Um, I think that started it because I left January. So that definitely did it for me. Um, But I remember going home crying and um, my husband was like, what you crying for? And I was like, because I've got no job. What am I going to do? Like just (laughs) straight meltdown. And he looks at me, he says, "Um, as long as you got that car and Uber still around. And I was like, wait, Uber? (laughs) That's money though. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And regardless. Yep. Yeah, but what he was saying was like, I know you're gonna figure it out. Mm-hmm. And within a month of me leaving, I had already made my yearly salary at that job in real estate. And then within three months, I had made six figures. So mm-hmm. God was like, I got you. I just he put me in a position to leave to move my mm-hmm. feet. And he made sure he caught me. So yeah. God damn. That's powerful. Oh, that's man. dope as hell. Well, congratulations yeah. on getting the fuck up out of that motherfucker. I... Yeah, and, that, and that woman, she's mad because she's going to age like mayonnaise. So. Yeah, exactly. But what? I am suing them because fuck that. I need my money. Mm, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, my hey. God. That, bro, that just made me feel so good. I just want to cry right now. She just said, <laughs> yeah, hold I'm on, suing bro. these motherfuckers, man. I you am. I, Take I it am. off. I yeah, we backed down too much, and I, I wasn't, no, they kept trying to, we're still, I mean, a year and a half later, they're still, I'm still going through it. I can see it right down. now. Black <laughs> SD property management. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a beautiful story, man. That that really is, man. There, yeah. there are no accidents in this world, so the way you felt at that moment and what you did obviously led you on, on this path that you're on today. So I want to say congratulations on that. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Just but saying that that was an accident just kind of made me ponder something. Oh, this nigga ponder man. So, <laughs> you know, I, you know, at times I'm just driving, you know, I'm driving from the gym today. Okay. And I think I'm like, bruh, if I crash this car on purpose, is this still an accident? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you on purpose is it still an accident or is it a I, don't know, a, a, I mean a, a purpose then i don't know what you call it at that point a passident there we go yeah. where the fuck did you get passident from where does that come from 
Well, think about I'll it. Just say accidentally on purpose. That's what I, it oh, I had to accidentally call the cops. I had accidentally on purpose. What? Accidentally. I had accidentally on purpose. <laughs> Damn. I'm telling you, bro, it always makes you think about the English language, bro. Came in with this shit accident. Who didn't think of that shit? Like, what if somebody running somebody this on purpose? This is the laziest language that exists. We just stole a bunch of shit from other people. Yep. They just oh, made yeah, it sure. made it this language, but this this was very lazy. We couldn't even <laughs> steal the British language properly. It seems like something totally different than what we speak here. I mean, we still word from Span, you know, Spanish words from Mexico and yep. French words. Like everything's a derivative of something else. We have made nothing here. Only thing that we've made in the United States is sheesh. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, only original thought that came from here. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Wait a minute, Shree, what you think? Is it is it on purpose? Accident? I think I it's on, accidentally on purpose. Yeah, like that, that's it, just that's just it, what it is. Just, yeah. I accidentally tripped on purpose. You know, you know, I just I just think of these things, man, throughout the day, man. You know, damn ponders. Yeah, just that's why I ride in the car in silence, you know. So I can think of these no things. You know, okay. No, no music. music. No me. I listen to a podcast sometimes, but when I'm like, usually when I'm on my way home from anywhere, like I'll drive there with music on podcasts or whatever. Yeah. When I come home, I right. always ride, roll in silence on my way home. It's just what I do. I just want to be one with myself in the small. You know, and and yeah, we don't get a, we don't get a lot of time to just think. You know, we always got something on our phones, the TV, my kids running around. Yeah, I think stuff, you should. My you dogs should running in silence. For like yeah. five minutes. Yeah, that's what I told you. You know what I mean? My, the the five minute meditation. You know, yep. at least. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend meditating while driving, but you know, <laughs> five minutes of meditation per day. So, yeah. So I'm gonna ask you guys something. Um, something that's a little that's been a little bit controversial or whatever. But what are you guys' stance on uh, the the vaccinations? Better vax that thing up, shit. Oh, Juvie got you ready. <laughs> Joey got you ready, huh? Oh shit! Back that thing up. You a handsome young fella. You need to back that thing up. You was you was on you was in line talking to that, wasn't you? He was. He was. Pop your ass about to get the Moderna. Oh my god! I do got the Moderna shot though. So you got the shot? Yes, I got both shots. Fully vaccinated. Okay, and so fully vaccinated. So obviously your stance is okay. We'll just get it done. How about yours, Sheree? If you don't mind me asking, if this is a, a, a personal no, thing, I, I get it. Um, so I'm very. I try to be as natural as possible. Um, mm-hmm. I went to South Africa years ago, and yeah. um, they don't have advanced medicine like we do, and they they yeah. still ticking. So coming back for me, I've always been like supernatural, whatever natural remedies. So the vaccine scares me. Yeah. My yeah. dad got it in February. He's been trying to push me to get it. My husband actually got it. Okay. My oldest daughter actually got it. So now I kind of feel like I should go ahead and do it. You know, yeah. especially my daughter's doing it. I definitely, not only that, I'm around a lot of people in real estate. I'm in and out of houses. Yeah. So I definitely mm-hmm. need to go and do it. But I'm scared because I know I'm going to be sick. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you you might not be. Some people just dug it out and they be cool. Yeah. yeah I that wasn't get, me. I, I didn't get that sick. Was, I got sick as fuck. Yeah. I, was I, in bed. I was in bed for a couple of days. Bro. That was me right there. I could, no, I no. could get out of. But yeah. I'm also a male, and when I get, you know, when I get sick, I'm a little hoe. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can admit it, bro. 
You know, that's how we are um, as men. Curl up in the little ball. Like, yeah. Soup, yeah. I'm going to die every time. Every time I get sick, I know I'm going to die. Every time. <laughs> yeah. See, I just don't. My daughter, she got really sick, though, to where she just got hers two weeks ago. So it was time mm. for her to get her second. And she doesn't even want to go back for the second because she, she got, got sick on the first one. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. That's a very rare occurrence. Well, they said so she had she actually caught COVID um at the beginning oh, okay. and they said that if you get get vaccinated and you've already had COVID, you have a chance of really getting sick and she definitely got sick so oh, man. man well that yeah. that sucks but at the same time you halfway there you might as well just yeah you might just, as well just knock it out <laughs> yeah don't don't let it be for not you know you got sick for nothing you might as well just thug it out yeah, um, right. so so yeah i mean i see a lot of people are 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 you know, obviously, since it's been politicized, you know, blasted all over TV, the last, you know, fucking orange man in office made it seem like, you know, this vaccine was something that was political. And it really, you know, wasn't necessary. But I do understand people that just, uh, you know, like to like to stay natural, like yourself, you know, a lot of people are like that, you know, and that should be your choice. Nothing should be forced upon you. But to me, a lot of people have been like, oh, well, they're trying to kill everyone. And it's like, I don't know what's in that vaccine. Bro, do you know what's in literally anything? Like, we have no idea what's in anything unless you pull it out of the ground yourself. Yeah. Or, you, you right. know, or, or you grow the calf yourself and then slaughter the calf out back. You know, you have no idea what's in McDonald's, in Aquafina, in any of that shit that you're taking down, you know, and, and filling yourself with quote unquote sustenance. Yeah. So, if the government is trying to kill you, I mean, that would be, I, I think this would be a blatantly obvious way to do it. You know, first of all, second of all, like you said, everybody in my family got the damn shot. So if somebody dying, we all dying together. Fuck it. Uh, we all going <laughs> we, down. Yeah, we gonna be, we all gonna be zombies together. You know, obviously my kids, my kids are too young for the shot. But if we gonna be zombies, right. damn it, then we all gonna be zombies. I'm gonna bite them. They, they shooting us with the uh, the T virus. <laughs> yeah. <Inject Yeah>. <laughs> hey, you know, I mean, it is what it is, man. Um, you know, uh. But people, don't be scared. If you if you gonna get the vaccine, just fucking get the vaccine. If you don't want to get it, don't get it. But don't let it be because you think that the government is has a conspiracy to kill everyone on the planet, or you think that Bill Gates has a chip in there that's gonna operate your body from a remote <laughs> area and location. Um, it may no be possible, we but we had a chip shortage. Ain't no chip in there. Oh yeah, ain't no. Oh maybe maybe all, we're in a chip shortage what? because they put it all in the vaccine. Oh you shit! You ever think of that? all in a vaccine bro plug in we plug in at this point (laughs) we we will let you know we'll let you know if it's malfunction if they wanted to kill all the black people they would have put it in Hennessy and in weed (laughs) (laughs) they would have got about 75% of us right there for the 1942 bottles yeah you know what I'm saying yeah You know what I'm saying? Well, they put a little bit of watermelon, you know, and then, you know, go to the yeah. factories, you know what I'm Popeye. saying? Hey, yeah, Popeye. Oh, Lord Jesus. Don't even hey, say Popeye. Bro, my, my watermelon to tingle whenever she motherfuckers say Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but speaking of uh, marijuana, as we talking about that, uh, so, I mean, we just are moving to the point where um, the decri- decriminalization of marijuana is about to happen on a federal level. So um, ABC News put out an article today that says for the first time in history, some Senate Democrats on Wednesday moved to decriminalize marijuana at the federal level, proposing to remove cannabis from the federal list of controlled substances. 
Senator Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, one of the leaders of the effort, promised to use it, use his clout to make decriminalizing a Senate priority. So first of all, that's just nasty to say, use my clout for that, because, bro, <laughs> who the fuck you think you are, bro? Oh, you my too God. Part, man. I'm trying to be relatable. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> that relatable shit. You get the <laughs> Chuck Schumer dripping with swaggle, you know, <laughs> going that motherfucker with a do-rag on. <laughs> oh my god! A Kente cloth shirt on. You know uh, what I mean? <laughs> uh, Shree, what you think about this though? Um, I definitely think it's dope. Um, I mean, look at how many of us have gotten locked up mm-hmm. um, because of it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that it's definitely a win. But then it also kind of like what's gonna shift in like the corporate world business world just really everything um because even though it's, it, if it passes is it still going to be accepted you know so yeah i think that's kind of i just had a situation actually um with someone that wanted to join my brokerage and i was like yeah it's fine come on interview went well they went door knocking and she had a shirt on with a blunt across it oh no you can't do that. and i wasn't aware until afterwards and I told her, I said, I don't care what you do. I just don't want to know about it. So she actually made the decision to leave my company because she felt like I was trying to be like corporate America. But I was like, what? It's, <clears throat> what? I just, I don't know any place, even if it, it passes, like I don't know any place, any business professional would be okay. We're seeing that. Yeah, like I couldn't go to a listing appointment with a blunt or weed or something on my shirt. Then, you can't go there with a fucking alcohol, like a Coors Light, Bud Light shirt, you know, a, a Marlboro Light shirt, you know, Virginia right. Slim shirt. You can't go with that shit. It, so I don't understand why she thought that wait you a minute. be corporate. Oh, no. That's wait just a the, you are lucky you caught that from Rip because this person. Right. No, I definitely. This person's I mean, obviously yeah. not the sharpest not for me. tool. You know no, what I'm saying? She, not at all. <laughs> hey, was she was she white? No, she was black. Damn it. No, she was just dumb. Damn it. She was black. Mm-hmm. But I just, and I gave her some words, some parting words, and said, I don't know any black brokers um, or any brokers, period, that would be okay with that. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said, like, okay, it passes at the federal level, then, then what? You know, are we gonna accept it now? Because our job's gonna be like, cool, you can smoke it. There's some jobs like that, yeah. Um, are we still gonna drug test you, and you still have a no drug policy here? So I went on a, uh, you know, before, you know, I, I, um, you know, came back to the the company that I'm, I'm, um, you know, part owner of now. Um, I went on a, a job interview, and I don't know what to take whether to take it as a, a slide or not. But the guy was like, "Yeah, we're gonna hire you." Blah blah blah. And then he was like, and "Don't worry, we don't test for for weed." Blah blah blah. And at that point, I'm like, "What the fuck? Like, bro, why would you even say that to me?" You know what I'm saying? But huh. at the same time, I'm like, "Well, that's very interesting that you know you guys don't do that." And to me, I would almost rather somebody that smokes weed on my my pay you know, than somebody who continuously drinks alcohol or pretty much does anything else at a high rate and level. You know, typically people that smoke weed will do that outside of the place. They, they still, it's still not, still kind of taboo in large groups. So people have enough respect for their job. For the most part, there are still some idiots that are, you know, 
It's like, bro, you're not gonna come yeah. here smelling like a fucking skunk. Like, come on, fam. Yeah. Get your ass up out of here. Why are your eyes so red? You know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> so, so I mean, I think some places it's it's gonna slowly matriculate. I think that I, I liken this to like uh, prohibition. You know, back in the, the early 1900s when they when they were doing prohibition, and you know, at the beginning of that process, you know, they were still kind of on the edge, and slowly it just you know, after about, you know, five to 10 years, every place just kind of accepted it. So, yeah, I think that there's still going to be some sticks in the mud. I think that, you know, some, you know, quote unquote, corporate companies are going to use that as a way to filter out, you know, people, you know, uh, this is a, you know, a heavily, you know, um, you know, democratic type of thing, you know, yeah. so these largely Republican companies are going to try to, to hold on and they're going to get sued for it, though. And right. then walls are going to break down. It's going to happen because something that's legal for you to do outside, it's going to be similar to prescription drugs. People are going to have card, medical cards and all that and produce these forms. And I think eventually, you know, it'll go out the door. But I mean, I think it's fucking great, man. I, I think that it's been a long time in the making. Like you said, too many people were arrested for such a, I don't even know why it's a Schedule A drug. I mean, I really don't, um, first of all. But I think so many people are spending their time locked away and I think that along with this, hopefully will come with forgiveness and people getting out of prison for, you know, these very small crimes. Um, you know, it's still going to be illegal to have a hell of weed, obviously, because then that's an right. intent to distribute. And playing in it. <laughs> you know, yeah. But I mean, cause some people are like big, small, like fucking Wiz Khalifa walks around, you know, Snoop. They right. got big ass. So, you know, I mean, that could get shaky, too. Some people just they live off of it. Um, but for the most part, man, I, I think it, it's a great thing. What you think, uh, Magic? Well, first, I'd like to say sorry to you, bro, for that subtle racism you had to deal with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bro, I've been dealing with that shit all my life, bro. Don't. Hey, that, hey, but, but white people think it don't exist. So we got to let our white audience know out there if we have any. Shit like this happens every day to black people. Yeah. Trust yeah. me, bro. We don't test for weed. And he yeah. gave you a wink. Yeah, wink, wink, yeah. Wink, wink and a gun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not the wink and a gun. Not the, not the finger gun. Oh. Hey, I might have punched him in his mouth if he would have hit me with the finger guns on top of the wink. I can't, right, you can do, you you do Brother. But, yeah. Yo, that would have been with you, bro. Man. But what I think of this shit, look it, this shit should have happened sooner. Another thing I think. The people that's getting out of jail need to get out of jail sooner. They need programs to help rehabilitate them. And they should have a profit share of the profit that's happening in the weed industry. This shit's a billion dollar fucking industry. And motherfucking 5% of the owners are black. But most of the motherfuckers that went to jail for weed back in the day were black. Only 5% of ownership in this space are black? 5%. Yes. Very interesting. Ain't it though? That's yeah. crazy, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think we don't know. I think that we need to learn the, the proper licensing to do mm -hmm. it. Um, I feel like we're hella skilled in growing, selling, yeah. Yeah. packaging, whatever you need. Everything. But I think that <laughs> we have to learn the business part of it. And I think once we get that down and get somebody get on the inside of that, I think we could I think somebody could kill it. I think we yeah. can definitely kill it. Okay, I have a question. Do y'all do you do y'all think that that's where government assistance should come in? Because a lot of times the licenses just be too expensive for people to get, and they have it sometimes where it's this bullshit waiting list, and 
a lot of times the people that get the licenses are fucking buddy buddy with the politicians mm-hmm. that's locally and stuff like that. And you know these motherfuckers doing that bullshit called lobbying. So do you think government assistance should play a part in helping black people getting licenses and learning the business side of things? I think in a perfect world, it'd be unregulated business. If this was a perfect country in a perfect like world, it'd, it'd, be, well, it'd be unregulated as far as the people trying to get into the business. Okay. You know, no gatekeepers, you know, but we wouldn't need that regulation. But we do live in the United States of America. And you have to have regulation in this country because people are going to take advantage of the system um, that's put in place. So, I mean, I think that there should be a a certain percentage of of the 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 business loans and everything needs to be dedicated towards minority groups, um, you know, black, you know, Asian, you know, Hispanics or whatever. And like you were saying about, you know, the people who went to went to jail around it they need to rehabilitate them and maybe put them in programs to fast track them so that they are able to get licensing if they wanted to go into that as a way of apology from the federal government for locking them up for some <laughs> dumbass shit like some weed yeah do i think it's gonna happen now <laughs> short answer no <laughs> <laughs> But do you think that maybe we don't want to because we don't want to be regulated? Well, um, I don't want to pay the taxes. We don't want to. Yeah, we don't want the red tape. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And not all of us, because like like you said, like we notoriously don't like to read, you know, any like I was talking about earlier. I'm like, I'm not reading that fucking fine print of these damn Facebook (laughs) groups. Right. So I'm saying myself is included in this. Um, but when I'm on my business shit, I'm reading, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we know, but we notoriously don't like to do that. We don't like to, you know, anything right. that's that's more than one or two steps. You know, like we're like that shit's too hard. I don't want to fucking deal with that. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but they're counting on that. You know, they're counting oh, on yeah, us not wanting to do, and that's why they make it a little bit more difficult. But that weeds out the people that don't necessarily take it serious. I think that if you take it serious and you're willing to do those things, but in short answer to to your question, absolutely, I do think that's a lot. You know, a lot of the reason why, um, you know, we don't have a larger uh, margin within that uh, 100% scale. We're only at 5% because of that. People are still. You ask me who the most people around the country that sell weed are. You know, I'm going to say we make up more than 5% of that number. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Definitely. That's why I think I don't know. I think that in dealing with Black San Diego, um, I've learned a lot from Mm -hmm. just speaking with business owners or future business owners. Yeah. And I know that we try to help and people are like, we don't they don't want the red tape that we were trying to um regulate within the group and holding business owners accountable for having six items. You know, like business license, insurance, banking account. And they didn't want that because they just don't. And I think that's just partly a lot of it too, that we don't want to pay taxes. So that's why we go, hey, pay me Venmo, pay me Cash App. Yeah. Um, I I think a lot of it is mistrust in in just the system as it is, right? right? Um, Because, you know, throughout history, obviously the system has not shown favor towards people of color uh, across this great nation. So people are weary to get into those spaces. They don't want the government to have all the information. You're going to try to lock me up, take my money. You're going to be tracking me. You're going to be doing all of this. People that 
from the outside, it looks like, oh, you're just fucking crazy. Like, the government does not care that much about you to do all that. But historically, they was tracking the fuck out of where niggas been. You know what I mean? And what they're doing. And how much money they're making. Making sure they're not making money. Exactly. And making sure we're redlined into certain areas so we can't move into these affluent neighborhoods after we make a certain amount of money. Like, they've made it blatantly clear. Now, you know, obviously there's been some forward progress made with that, but we still have a lot to go with. So that mistrust is naturally going to be there from our community. And everybody likes to say, oh, that was so long ago. Motherfucker, my mom went through that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My mom, I have my a, mom um, remember when Dr. King was shot on the balcony. Right. You have I a, think it's a, um, I have a, um, an old directory from like the 50s, 60s from San Diego. And mm-hmm. it had a lot, a lot. It's actually posted on somewhere in the group. But there were a lot of Black-owned businesses within a two-mile radius on mm-hmm. off of Imperial Avenue. And we have barbershops, grocery stores, the liquor store, hmm. the churches. Yeah. We had, we were literally in the two-mile block, can walk anywhere and get, we were self, self-sufficient, you know? We were able to sustain each other. Yeah. Um, and then that just went away, you know? Um, because of the red tape mm. and because we were pushed out and so forth and so forth. But I think that's where you kind of pull your resources together and be a little smarter, yeah. you know, work smarter, not harder. Um, it's funny because I actually hired a CPA last year and everyone's like, you're an accountant. Why would you hire a CPA? I'm like, because I need to figure out how to get around. I need to be like Donald Trump and pay $700 in mm-hmm. Texas, you yeah, know? You got to do that. Um, yeah, you got the, the rich white man sometimes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I think those are things that we have to let go, let our guard down and really do. Like all kid, all of my kids are on payroll. Why? Because that's what everybody else does. Yeah. So my kids get a direct deposit when their mom gets a direct deposit. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it. that we just have to be smart about it and learn and it's okay to trust, but make sure you're trusting the right people. Yeah. So, I yeah. think the, the rule of thumb is this, and I always say this, if you want anything to change in America, just have all the black people do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if we want the government to change the way that people are way, you know, able to sneak around and not yeah. pay taxes, then every nigga needs to understand the the you know the tax game. They need to get into their accounting books, their accounting bag, as we like to say, and understand how to make these steps and take these precautions to get around and pay as little as possible. And once they see enough niggas paying seven hundred dollars off the million dollars that they've made in real estate or any other game. Those loopholes are gonna fucking close. Yeah, they're gonna yeah, close. Yeah, that sounds good and all, but you 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 debunked that theory earlier. You, like, we don't like to read, especially the details and shit. And that requires reading the damn details. That's how you found out about loopholes. Yeah, well, I, I'm saying what we need to do now. The actual, you know, practicality of us actually doing it may be something completely <laughs> different. But this is what we it's need to do. It's different. It's like pulling teeth, man. I just be like. Come on, y'all. Like, send me an invoice. I don't pay you Venmo. Like, yeah. uh, it's just little stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, you have to deal with that a lot, Sheree. Like, business, like other business owners and stuff in that regards, right? Yeah. I do um, a lot, even with um, it's, it's crazy. Like, starting my business and you know, hiring like 
uh, graphic designers to do my logo or do a website or mm-hmm. just really in my business. And then like this year, okay, I got a little more money. So now I could pay for a little bit, you know, more the next level of graphic designers and the experience is definitely different. Yeah. So for sure. me, my, my thought process is how can I get the little people up to here? Yeah, you know, how you getting the exposure um, that they need and- right. Yeah. Cause it, it made, I was more impressed with instead of just being like, hey, what kind of logo do you want? Okay, I want this. Okay, cool. Here you go. But this girl that I hired, she actually, shout out to Ashley Matthews, by the way. Shout um, out to Ashley. Shout out to Ashley Matthews. Yes. yes. So she, um, we literally sat down on a Zoom call and she did a consultation. And what do you want? Have me create a mood board on like Pinterest? I never even, I don't know what the hell a mood board was until, until now. <laughs> I don't know but, what you're um, talking about right now, but I believe you. <laughs> Uh, I, I know. Yeah. A, a mood I was just like, okay. Mood is shit. Well, yeah, I was just like, okay, do it. And um, it worked. Like, she killed it. She came and was like, look at this. I got a color palette for you. You're going to use these colors. It had, like, the color numbers and everything. So whenever I need to get something printed, I just put the color number in, and it, it pulls all up. Nice. So it was definitely a different experience with mm-hmm. that. And she gave me an invoice, and I could pay. I'll do a deposit, and then you pay as you go. And I was like... Wow. And you can make it like a taxable purpose. transaction. You yeah. know, something that you can actually put on a, you know, on a W2 or W4 at the yeah. end of the year. You know, and I can when, pay with a credit your, card. Your resolutions. Crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. That's some next level shit right there. <laughs> yeah. But y'all, if so you I got did... y'all businesses out there, man, get an LLC, get whatever. whatever. Just okay. make your business a fucking business a legit business stop i know it's writing everything off exactly <laughs> exactly stop writing everything off people be like i made 100k but their taxes show they made negative 20 you can't buy a house making negative 20 so stop writing everything off i think that we learn write everything off for the first five years so that we don't pay taxes and then we go try to buy a car or a house the bank is like, nah, nah, that ain't happening. Nah, oh, how do you have hundred twenty k in expenses though? What in the flying fuck? Well, people would just do it, so they literally will write off everything. They write off every right. bill that they have. Every when they go grocery shopping, they keep every receipt throughout the year, and they write yeah. every bought a, bought a ham sandwich. Per, exactly. <laughs> literally, <laughs> they'll use that as a business <laughs> expense because they they could, they could say it's everything. a meeting, so they use travel mm-hmm. gas as as actual means to travel. So. Can you do it? You're not really supposed to, but a ton of people do it and get away with it. But I think that a lot of that shit's going to change because with all this money the government's been putting out, they're definitely going to put more money into collecting from people. Yeah. So it works both ways. So legalize your shit. Don't don't say you expense every fucking thing and (laughs) be an actual corporation. Be an actual business. Take business notes. People don't understand it. Take notes from the business. If you're ever audited or anything like that, they're gonna ask you for notes. Yeah, you better have those fucking notes. <laughs> or the 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 meeting minutes is what they call them. Have your meeting yeah. minutes on meeting. deck. Yeah, you spent five thousand in Bali. What were you doing in Bali? They want to know, like, what yeah. did you? What did yeah, you and do? who's this person that you're entertaining there? Because everybody's gonna say, "Oh, I was entertaining a client." Well, who are they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so yeah. So that is some some great information. Um, you know, even you know, even you know, Al Capone was taken out for for tax evasion. So they'll get your ass. You know what well, I mean? Everybody, all those big ways, be 
uh, being taken out. Just paying taxes. Eddie yeah. Murphy, he got hit. Was it Eddie Murphy? I think it was Eddie Murphy. I know Wesley Snipes, yeah. Oh, there you go. One of them. The the it's day, always they us. They should pay their taxes, though, because it, it really don't be that much at the end of the day. You pay them. Shit, you, they, you, you could say that with somebody else's money. <laughs> <laughs> but this thing I owe a million dollars in taxes. If I owe a million dollars in taxes, I'll be like, bro, just take me to jail. <laughs> no, like not that show. Did not collect your two hundred dollars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, I I don't know, man. But pay your shit, man. Be on top of your shit, man. Um, so, Magic, do you have anything that you would necessarily, as far as a topic that you want to talk about? Or yes, this is this one topic has been burning in my head. That was been oh, burning. You're burning, burning, fizzling. <laughs> nah, but have y'all heard about the baby situation with the two kids? Um, have y'all seen that clip? Absolutely, that no idea what you're talking about right now. You have to be a little bit more specific. I yes. see videos with yeah. two kids in them all the time. So, the baby, <laughs> the rapper, right? Uh, oh, the baby, the baby, the baby. Oh, yeah, I was trying to put my shade room lately. So, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> no, nah, yeah, I, I haven't heard about the situation with the baby. What's going on with him, man? Damn it, I don't have the clip pulled up. Uh, essentially, these two kids were selling candy and they tried to swindle his ass. So, they come up to him and he's like, Oh, you're trying to sell the candy? Okay. And then they were like, Okay, it's $2 per candy. And he was like, Well, how much are the whole box? They were like, 200 the whole box. And he was like, Wait a minute. How much in the box? He was like, they were like, there's uh 34 candies in there, pieces of candy. He was like, hold on, hold on. Y'all got to do y'all mad. Y'all got to, how y'all going? That don't even come up to a hundred bucks. Yeah. That's $68. $68, yeah. You trying to charge me 200. And then he was basically was like, you know what? For y'all fucking up, I'm going to give y'all $2. Give me, give me, give them each of them $2. Mm-hmm. It was two of them. And was yeah. like. I would have gave y'all the 200. I would have blessed y'all if y'all didn't try to basically swindle me. Mm-hmm. But what's happening is the baby is getting a lot of flat on social media because they made it. Because you know how social media be social media. They're basically. He got $200. Yeah. It, let, yeah. Think how. Let me do like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give y'all motherfucking <sighs> air horns because that's exactly what these motherfuckers <laughs> is doing. Shit. See, the, the, the problem with that is. Culture today doesn't understand the value of an actual lesson. How valuable that's going to be in the future for those kids. Right. I, I understand that, yeah, it, it's semantics at that point. I understand he had the $68 and he could have easily given them that money, but they needed to learn that lesson. He could have walked away and said, I'm not buying shit from you kids because I doubt if he needed to buy that candy at that time. I'm sure he had candy in whatever car he was in if he is a candy eater per se. He's rich enough to, to have that on deck. So he was doing them a favor. He would have blessed him. I would have done that same shit, bro. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. I think that was a good lesson to teach these kids in the future um, to, to learn what you're doing. And it, it's a little indicator. Hey, learn your fucking math, child. I don't know how small these kids were. I don't know how young they were. Um, but if they were old enough to know basic multiplication. Yeah. They should have known the regardless. Wait, if they thought they were a box of candy, they shouldn't know the price of the whole box. This should be a common question that's asked. So I got the video, and these kids are most definitely like teenagers and shit. Hold on, here, right here. Okay. Two, oh, 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 I got it. You got it. 
do that shit with somebody where on some other shit. Mm-hmm. You selling some other shit. Yeah. You sell you selling stuff that work that's worth way more. You trying to swindle somebody. And they your peers. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. I, I don't like how social media were they were complaining about but they weren't complaining about the kids being humiliated. They were complaining, no, they were complaining about, about the, the tone, fact that he's a rich man. The, the tone? No, they were saying the tone. His tone was how he talked and how he talked to them. He talked to them and, with mutual and respect. the money aspect. They didn't look at it like he, like that. They looked he, at it like oh, like he didn't Yeah, it's like it's like village. Yeah. To me, the way that sounded, he was talking to them like they were equals, like they were adults. That's how he was talking to them. He wasn't he wasn't rude to them. He just said, hey, how much is, is you know, 32 or, or 34 times two? What's that number? Like, he just asked them. He's like, no, that's not even $100. Like, you're not going to swindle me. Now, I can understand, like you were saying, for, you know, people possibly saying, oh, this is embarrassing. Like, he shouldn't take the video. Okay, whatever. I get that. But there was a lesson to be learned within that. I, I think that you teach a lot more people than that. They get to see that video and they're like, oh, shit. There's going to be at least 100 kids that, that watch that, that that's going to make a decision for them in the future, in the next coming, in a few coming days. Yep. But they know they could lie about something, but they're like, hold on, I might be blocking my blessing. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like Sharice said, I might be I might be blocking my shit, so I don't want to do that. Uh, and they're going to make a completely different decision because they watched that video. So I think it was a valuable lesson to be taught. I, I You know how I feel about people putting flashy shit on, you know, and just making a spectacle of things. But some things... It's good to bring it into light just so people understand not to, you know, what not to do, you know, in a situation and, like that. And you got to like the motherfuckers out there that's complaining about what the baby did out there on social media and shit. One, y'all need to shut the fuck up. Two, you got to let black men sometimes teach a lesson to black mm-hmm. boys on how we know how to teach a lesson to black yeah. boys where they will fucking understand. Yeah. Stop coddling black boys when they do something fucking wrong yeah. when they fuck up yeah. yeah i think we a bunch of pansies out here now i feel like yeah like i think we <laughs> we too soft right now you know yeah. back in the day it used to be like the whole it was a village and that's what i'm saying everybody the black would whoop your ass man. Yeah, like the, the neighbor would discipline and I feel now it's like, oh, don't touch my child. Mm-hmm. Don't do this. Don't do that. And there's no there's no village anymore. Yeah. The village has crumbled, you know? So The problem is we are just in a house too much. I blame that all on technology. Oh, yeah, for sure. We're all in the house on TV, phones, laptops. We don't go out. We don't experience our community. You know, luckily I live in neighborhoods where I know, where I know most of my neighbors. Some of them I don't like, but at least I know I don't <laughs> like them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I know. I know. I know I don't like my neighbor next door. I, I know I don't like her. You know what I mean? No. That's hey, some old hold other on, shit. Hold on, hold on. See, you always say shit, Frank, that'd be great, like, show title. <laughs> I know I don't like my neighbor next door. That's, how is that a show title? That could be a comedy. Because you always interact with your neighbor and then be like, you interact with that one neighbor you don't like, and it'd be like, it'd be a comedy. It'd be a fucking yeah. spoof. Oh, nigga. It ain't funny to me, though. <laughs> Yeah. I see we met our neighbors like, for the first time. I don't know, Kamal, you saw my post where my backyard was on fire on 4th of July. What the heck? Hold on. <laughs> that should have been part of the introduction. What you mean your backyard <laughs> was on fire on 4th of July? It was on fire? 
like, what the hell y'all doing over there? That shit. You gotta check out my page. You gotta go to my page. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> a firecracker landed in our backyard and oh. caught our backyard on fire, but it was spreading up. So we're down the hill. Our neighbors are up the hill. And my husband's like trying to put it out from the bottom. They're trying to put it out from the top. My husband was like, hey, I'm your neighbor. How are you? <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> my husband's like, we should go get a beer tomorrow. Like <laughs> Shared trauma, man. Nothing brings people together like shared trauma. <laughs> that's probably like crazy. Holy <laughs> Who? So where'd the firecracker come from? Um, people were shooting them off in the neighborhood. And, and it just it. ran. So you have no idea like who it was. It was just like a random. No, no. We had to call nine one one. Two fire trucks pulled up. You know, that's nothing. All, all property was saved though. Just some. Yeah, some the property. Our hill was just completely yeah black. But it's cool. We needed to be cut off anyway, so we just hey, saved a bunch of money. See the blessing. The blessing. <laughs> yeah. You can't stop the blessings from blessing. coming. You know. I don't be blocking them. I don't be trying to She's really representing Black SD, ladies and gentlemen, with the Black Backyard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, yeah. the damn. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was burning like crazy. That's wild. <laughs> Holy Harriet. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. Well, it's been, it, 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 I think we're about at that point, man. I know we ain't hit a, a, a ton of topics unless you have something else that, that's burning within, you know, your subject matter paper. Um... Nah, that was that was the one thing I wanted wanted us to talk about. Yeah, that was really the one thing I wanted us to talk about. There ain't really nothing else. I deem is like super important. I think that they should uh, put a, a statue up down at the the courthouse area of Cherie and her homegirl that started this uh, <laughs> the oh, Black yeah. SD shit because that is that pivotal to the movement. You know what I'm saying? For real. Ooh, I appreciate that, but I just I like to be in a cut. <laughs> i mean during this i mean like because you under, like understand the importance of what you've built though you know what i mean right. like during like the whole last summer when everything was just cracking as far as the black Lives matter movement there was mm -hmm. so much movement happening through that black sd page yeah oh for sure our instagram like i think we got like five thousand new followers i'm um, telling you on the week of George Floyd, like our Instagram went crazy and it was a lot of like white folks joining our page. Like, how can we help? What can we support? What can we do? They tag, they push us a lot. They'll share everything on their IG. Who is doing these things? Region. Who is responding and reviewing these things? I run the IG page. So how? when you're talking- uh, you're, damn. How are you doing you're talking that? on IG, that's me. Um, I just do it. I just take when I'm watching TV, I just respond to people like, what's up? How y'all doing? So, wait, and people wait. just want to talk. Yeah, people just want to talk. Like, that's how it is. But it's so funny because um, I could be out somewhere and people like, aren't you? And I'd be like, nah, that's not me. I don't know who that is. That's <laughs> Yo, you trying to Bruce Wayne and you trying to be Batman. Yeah, you that, can't you be Batman be. on this you motherfucker. Be like Black San Diego. Yeah, you what? already gave you what? you already gave away your fucking secret cave at this point. And somebody flying over San Diego, you just look at the one with the fucking black backyard. You know who that is. Yo, it's the BSD. That's like, aren't you? No. no. <laughs> I can literally walk in somewhere, especially I always would come all out at like a club or something, uh, the day parties, yep. and DJ would be like, we got Black San Diego in the building. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> damn. <Nope. laughs> 
But no, I mean, I, I know we're bringing levity to the situation right now, but that, you know, that is, is your contribution, you know, to San Diego is, is set in stone already. Appreciate you know, you, 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 yeah. you could do nothing else. You know, you could just sit in the house for the rest of the time and eat hot dogs if you want it or whatever, you know, food of choice you wanted to eat. And um, hot dogs and spaghetti. Yeah. Oh <laughs> so pork and beans. Talk about that. Yeah. Uh, if you wanted to do that, you are already solidified. So, you know, on, on behalf of the, you know, the black community here in San Diego, I, I, you know, I really thank you for that and taking your time, your, your personal time when you have kids, you know, and I'm sure I know how it is to have a business to run and have kids, you know, and I can't even imagine the level, you know, the magnitude in which, you know, you're dealing with at this point, you know, because there are a lot of intricacies within the real estate brokerage business. Mm-hmm. And when you're starting your own thing and developing your own team, I do understand um, that that takes a lot of your time as well. You know, that's the, the lion's share of your time, right? When you're developing a team, it's spent working right. for those people. Not, and people don't understand that. When, when you hire people, you have a business, you work for them. Yeah. Yes. Always. You know what I mean? They, 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 if you're a good boss, you work for, you work for your people. Then those people will stick around for you. So that's just a little tidbit for you guys just listening out there. If you start a business, take care of your fucking people. All right. And, and be there. But anyways, as I was saying, I, I know how much time that takes. Uh, if you're just, if you're working for another company, you know, the leadership role and everything like that, but having your own company and doing that, those things, I know how much that time it takes and for you to dedicate your own personal time and the time you could be spending doing other things to, to making sure that we can connect, promote our businesses, you know, and, and be, you know, as symbiotic as possible as a community, you know, it's just a beautiful thing, man. And I, I from the bottom of my heart, I do want to thank you for, for, for doing that for, for San Diego. Come on, I need some yeah, hand clap, hand clap for this motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, you, you know, gunshots too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I don't mind when people come on to me. I just be cracking jokes, but I do be telling people like that ain't me. But eventually, I'll be like, okay, that's me. But I do appreciate it. Um, it is a, it's, it's really weird to be out. I'm not Sheree. I'm always Miss Black San Diego. I don't have yeah. a name. I don't think anybody knows my name. But um, people don't know my real estate. I'd be like, I'm here for real estate. No, you're Black San Diego. But no, nah, I. <laughs> So you want to buy a house? No, you're Black San Diego. So I don't have an idea. I don't want to buy a house, but I'm gonna post your shit though. I, yeah. see that post. I sold some shoes of your shit. Yeah, everybody. They want to tell me their latest business idea, latest event, and mm-hmm. everything. And I just be like, hey, I love y'all. Okay, I'm, I got fifty thousand kids, but I don't yeah. love y'all. <laughs> oh yeah. man, she's she's like Michael Jackson in San Diego. She can't go nowhere without getting recognized. Jesus. Yeah, I appreciate everybody though. Like it's it's really good to connect with people outside. So when I do see them. And I can make that instant connection. Um, hey, I know your profile picture. Like yeah. it's one of those things, and so it's really good to meet people like in person. So, so what is the name of your company, and how can people find you if they're interested in buying a home here in San Diego and they want to use a black-owned company to do so? Um, yeah, so Sac Realty. You can find me on Facebook. Um, Sac Realty, you can actually go to www.sacrealty.com. Um, and how do you spell you can that? Follow me. Um, <laughs> just for S-A-K-K- people. yeah, S A K K R E A L T Y. 
Um, you can follow me on Instagram too. It's um, I love S H E E Y A. It's I love Shea. Um, you could definitely connect with me on there. Um, I'm on Facebook too, but that's more private. So if you yeah. send me a friend request and I don't accept it, don't take it personal. Um, <laughs> I'm sending your ass a friend request. Got- you today, you better accept me. All right, God damn it. I got you. I got you. We had a conversation. So I feel connected. We already had be the random so <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I just be posting my kids, and there's a lot of weird weirdos out there. So I just don't. Yeah, be bro. Don't make me get out the drone. I will yeah. find out where you live. I will get the drone out and drive all over fucking San Diego looking for that black backyard. I will do it. Yes. Right? <laughs> I, people are. I think that it's weird when people we follow people on on social media. You feel like you you know them. Yeah. Um, and you feel like you watch your kids grow up, so you feel like you know their kids. Yeah. But very weird, people man. would see my my oldest daughter out. She's nineteen, so she'll be out driving, hanging out with her friends, and they'd be like, "Oh, you're you're Amaya, you're sh-. and she's like, "I don't know," but they feel like they know her because yeah. they see her on social media. But yeah. I would tell people, that's weird, y'all. Don't do that. That's scary. I understand how people don't have those personal boundaries to understand that just because you saw them on the internet or you see them on TV (laughs) or whatever that you have the right to talk to them, like that's somebody that you know. Like to me, that's just very weird. You know, like the people with celebrities and, you know, I mean, look, I understand being excited to see a person that, you know, you admire, but yeah, people just take this shit too far, man. They They, be wilding with it. They really do. <laughs> like, oh, damn. You know, I, I'll have people like that. I don't really know like that asking me about my kids and stuff like that. And, oh, like, I don't even talk to you like that. Like, where you? Where, yeah. where you but then I come to the realization that they probably seen it on social media. Right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. But initially, yeah. my ears perk up, right? Because I'm like, hold on. Man. You following me around? Like, what's going on? <laughs> really good. You know? <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely interesting. But yeah, on IG, I got y'all all day. You can follow me. I'll follow it back. So for sure. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Miss Black San Diego. <laughs> yeah. owner, oh, soon to be owner of Black San Diego Property Realty. Owner of SAC Realty. Real, I mean, property managed owner of SAC, SAC Realty. You know, she's just going to have so many titles. The the newly installed statue at the courthouse, you know, look, we're breaking walls, we're breaking barriers, and it's only right that we have barrier breakers here on the pod. Hell yeah. So I do want to thank you for your time at this moment. Hell yeah. We appreciate, I, you. appreciate you guys. I appreciate every one of you for listening, continuing to follow us along this journey. Hell of being yeah. a number one motherfucking sport, number one podcast about everything on the West Coast and shit, all that like that. Hell We're yeah, the number one podcast on the planet. You know, we Hell see yeah. y'all. We appreciate y'all. Continue to interact. Continue to reach out to us. Sheree, thank you for your time. Thank you. I am Frank, aka Tank. Hey, I'm Kamal, aka Magic. What episode is this, bro? This is episode. We're we're gonna set. We're just gonna go to, go to fourteen from this point because Four, fourteen. So yeah, yeah. Fourteen. Yeah. 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 Now, 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 yeah. We, we skipped twelve okay. a couple weeks ago. I was sick. So <laughs> no, no, no. We we tell her off here. We tell her off here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, anyways, anyways. This has been the Magic Three Tank Podcast. Where can they find us, bro? They can find us on motherfucking 
TikTok at official Magic Think Tank Podcast on Twitter at Magic Think Tank Podcast on the pod page. Type that information in. Um, this week I will have up and coming and introduce myself to Black San Diego Page when I when I introduce our black you know our our black experience that we have on this podcast um, to Facebook. Um, so we will be we we will be there at the Magic Think Tank Podcast. I will be reaching out to you and using Black San Diego. To shout out, <laughs> shout us out, to spread us across the world, and uh, so, so I, I want to thank you again from the bottom of my heart for your time and everything you're doing to bring our community together and galvanizes us as people. We need more people like you, you know, in San Diego, in America, in the world. You know, if more people were like you, we'd be in a better place, um, you know, in, in society overall. So, thank you for your time, and yeah, I, I want to thank you too. You are the the first black woman to come on the podcast yes, and to be part of any of my platforms. And I've been trying for the fucking longest. <laughs> oh I my god! <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. I know what they say about the first black person doing anything. They can be generous, but yeah. not on here. Don't be the first. Don't ever be the first nigga to do anything. Hey, hey, like, no, don't do it. <laughs> Oh, it'd be turmoil. Not here, goddammit. So we, hold on, we give you air horns for that. Appreciate you, hand claps. Thank you. Thank you, Sir. This has been episode number 14, and we are out, ladies and gentlemen. Peace.